Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, welcome to the 350th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, screenwriting, and directing. This episode is brought to you by patron Ben Steer for the last time because Oren was so slow on getting him a hat that we thought, let's just make it up to him one last time. I'm Matt and Lowe. And I'm Oren Kaplan. And today we are catching up. This is our third Matt and Oren episode in a row. I convinced Matt mm-hmm. that they are popular as long as our topic is interesting. And I think we have four pretty interesting topics. And when I say these are the four topics, I'd say there's about a 35% chance that we will actually talk about them because when matt and i record on our own we just go straight into it we don't do the intro at the end and so now that you know how the sausage is made you'll have some Mm -hmm. insight as to why the matt and oren episodes we tell you we're going to talk about something and we never do (laughs) a little little less structured yeah but we this is what we're going to talk about right yeah yeah hit me hey it's holiday season what the heck are we supposed to be doing networking trying to find work it's december are we stressed out about Money? Should we just go on vacation? Having ourselves merry little Christmases. Yes. Haunting Hanukkahs. Also networking. This is kind of the season to do it. I think we'll segue into that conversation. That is something that you can always do even when you're not working is networking. Instead of being not working, you should be networking. Okay. 350 episodes deep. (laughs) This is the first time you've made that. Throw that into the. (sighs) Just keeping it fresh here on Just Shoot It. I have a new term I'm going to be introducing. I think I used it with you, right? Frame dropping. It's like name dropping, but when you send people frame grabs from something you just shot, I did that. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it on our Just Shoot It thread. Uh, Sorry, don't mean to frame drop, but check out this cool shot. Uh, You know, I don't know if it's going to catch on. We'll see. How much work we need is another topic where as we are rounding out this year, it's December. We're talking about, it's something I've just been thinking about, like how many jobs a year do I need? balancing, you know, passion versus money jobs and, and that, that whole thing that, you know, when things kind of slow down, we get to think about a little bit. And then finally, we'll talk about kind of the the production companies we work with that we're flirting with and the freelance versus the production Mm -hmm. company world, because it's something that we think about a lot. And all these topics are pretty related, so I'm sure they'll mush into each other. But yeah, before we talk about these topics, I've issued myself a challenge. You and many of our listeners know that I'm a big fan of my own internet speed, my, my fiber, my very fast SSD hard drives. So before we started recording this, I started copying 300 gigs of behind the scenes footage to my Dropbox. Oh boy. So you just, just wave. Wave of interesting things. Let me things. know when you're... When you're t- uh, I copied 300 gigs. Oh, it just finished copying to... I'm going to go make a copy. No, no, no. I'm going to be able to stay up after to this. To my Dropbox. And I'm going to see if by the time we're done recording this episode... Uh, it's all up in the cloud 
because someone just asked me to mail them a drive and I was like, I bet you I can upload 300 gigs so much faster than mailing Hot it, diggity. even while I'm recording a podcast remotely. So that's my challenge. By the end of this episode, we'll see if I've uploaded 300 gigs of data from my suburban home. Well, dear listeners, if um, <laughs> this is the sort of content that you find titillating, you can't, you're on the edge of your seat, you're going to pull over just because you don't want to be a hazard on the road because this is such an exciting episode. If you feel that way, hop on over to patreon.com slash just shoot it pod to throw us a buck or two because we've been doing it for 350 episodes uh 25 years it's been a long long time long road i mean 350 are we supposed to do a party for that or just the hundreds at this point yeah i think we're probably just, we're that high up 350 is a big deal though hey congratulations thank you weekly content uh free of charge to you so if you want to throw a little bit of thank yous our way a buck or two a month at patreon.com slash just shoot a pod is a great way to show your appreciation keep the show going it really does keep us feeling obligated and engaged with you all and uh, we're going to roll out a bunch of new stuff in the new year always looking for an opportunity to make the show better make it uh, closer to what you all want and need from it and to expand the team to keep it engaged and fresh so patreon.com slash just shoot a pod if you would like a hat at the 20 dollar level i'm a huge fan of hats huge fan of hats <laughs> without further delay let's hop into our episode Oren. it's december it's a december to remember it's december 6th as we're recording this yeah it's december and do we have any, do you have any shoot days left on the calendar? On, on this calendar 2022. year? This December? Yeah. No, we do not. I, I, I'm already deep into January. Yeah, for sure. And, and frankly, kind of stoked on it because I'm in a situation where I'm prepping everything, but we'll get to go away. It's kind of the ideal situation to be like busy enough, but not crazed to like have enough time to really plan things out and, you know, crew is available and stuff, but then everything goes to sleep for two weeks and then you come back into it that's like ideal there's not a better situation frankly yeah a lot of my friends in post are really busy right now because everyone's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just shot stuff and is editing it and trying to finish it by the end of the year and i think there's still companies at least you know in the corporate world advertising and everything i think even studios probably in the narrative like that are trying to spend a, you know a certain amount of money this year mm -hmm. before the year ends but 2022 has been such a money losing year for the economy <laughs> and the world, mm -hmm. you know, between inflation and layoffs. Yeah. I think belts are tightening in a real way. Yeah. There's an article yeah. today in the times about like all these tech people, you know, people graduating with computer science degrees to work for like all the big tech giants. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, they're all laying off people. And that's happening with the studios too, right? Yeah. The, the two worst sectors, I think right now. Because the job market, generally speaking, is great, which is part of what's driving inflation, unless you are in entertainment or technology. Yeah. Which, you know, we're kind of in the middle. We're kind of, we're mostly entertainment, but certainly as oftentimes digital advertisers, people who are shooting, you know, a broadcast spot and then a TikTok on the side. And, you know, like I think. Um, right. But also when the biggest. Slammed both, yeah, both ways. Players in advertising, like Apple, who. Sells mm -hmm. ads and makes ads. Google, who sell in Facebook, you know, who make the biggest, have the biggest ad networks in the universe. Like when those guys are losing a ton of employees and work, you know, it just kind of trickles down to mm -hmm. um, just a lot less demand for, for everything. Mm -hmm. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I do think it actually might be like a time where people that can work at really low budgets and kind of more entry level filmmakers and stuff mm-hmm. like might have some good opportunities. Because as a result, those media spends go a little bit further, right? When there's less ad inventory across all networks, it's not like Facebook or Google. They're not going to stop serving ads if they're, especially Google, but all of them work on like a um, an auction based system, right? So the more demand for an ad slot there is, the higher the rate goes and it's all automated. But so with more inventory and less demand, there's an opportunity for smaller businesses to make a bigger impact. Yeah, for sure. Well, so in light of no more shoot days left and you being a director and me being a director, what do you do in December? What do you do? You know, and we talked about this in the past, but like, what's the 2022 version of what we do at the end of the year? What does your week look like? Are you thinking more about vacations or stressing more about the next job? Are they pretty equal? You know, I, uh, I was really stressed in November. I was really, really stressed. And, but now, 
you know, I've booked some jobs since then. And so I'm just feeling a, just a lot more optimistic about things. And my hope, and maybe I, I might go even to call it a suspicion, is that a lot of the squeeze that we're feeling right now that you were alluding to, I think some of that's speculative and that the recession that's coming isn't going to be quite as gnarly as we're all fearing it's going to be. And that both tech and entertainment have been in decades long growth spurts, booms. And so of course they're going to tighten their belts and all of that, but that 2023 from an work perspective for you and I, I think is going to be relatively standard. I don't think it's going to be as, as terrible as maybe it feels like in this moment. Do you think that because COVID is kind of obviously still very prevalent, but winding down in terms of how much it separates us and remote work and all that stuff. How present it is in people's minds. Yeah. yeah or how even it, it, I think the gift of COVID was that you could work from anywhere in the country, right? That's kind of like mm-hmm. um, uh, for any company. And we saw kind mm-hmm. of people migrate now that it's like, you know, auditions are coming back to in person, like shooting mm-hmm. in LA is you know, getting much more common, but on top of that inflation rents, all that stuff is really high. Do you think it might create a situation where like a lot of kind of people on the edge of professional filmmaking have been kind of priced out and that like, maybe it might be a little less competitive coming into the new year as a director filmmaker? Potentially, potentially you mean, you mean for people like us, people who have yeah established roots here? Us yeah. or even people that are like, more established or less established, but kind of floating in the vicinity of but us. You mean living in a major marketplace that because of inflation and because of housing costs, it's, it's prohibitive for people to enter that space, basically. Yeah. And also just so many people leaving LA, you know, during mm-hmm. the pandemic and realizing they don't really want to come back. Like, does that create opportunities for us? Um, I think especially yeah. in like very specific, like the celebrity space, right? Like yeah, it yeah. helps to be in LA cause a lot of them live in LA and they will give you six hours and you got to basically go to them. Right. And so right. if you have a director in LA that it makes it convenient. Yeah. I mean, I, both of the jobs I have coming up are celebrity based to that point. A thing that I have been fearful of on behalf of our friends who moved is that tele telecommuting has made things easier for everyone. But the nature of networking, of running into someone at a coffee shop, of grabbing drinks casually, of staying top of mind is an interpersonal one. And so I certainly have missed it and have really worked hard in the last few months to just like catch up with people just to be like, hey, we're old friends. What's going on in your life? Let's grab a drink. That part of the relationship building you can't really replicate on a zoom remotely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I just yeah. told you, I, you know, one of our, our recent guests, Claire Scanlon, I ran into her at uh, my daughter's gymnastics tryouts and her daughter was also trying out mm-hmm. and we kind of barely recognized each other. Cause the only time we'd ever met had been on zoom and it's mm-hmm. just not the same mm-hmm. as meeting in person, but now, you know, I, I'm, it's happening more. So we, that happened. And then, you know, today I had lunch with Pastor, a producer that we know, mm-hmm. just because he happened to be in town on Thursday. I'm having lunch mm-hmm. with a, an editor that listens to the podcast. 
it's all those uh things that you can't you don't premeditate mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and then and now those people will be like oh yeah or and that's right good to see him i'm gonna throw his name in the ring for this or that or whatever or refer you to somebody else or whatever and those are two examples maybe that happens maybe that's not and uh, and also our lives are not it's not like we're all constantly like who can i network with in order to get more work you're just living your life you're taking your kid to gymnastics or whatever and that's that's the the x factor that we are paying a premium for basically yeah, uh, by living here. Yeah, but I, I do, mm-hmm. I do wonder if the pandemic has, if there are more filmmakers because I feel like for a time there was like, hey, everyone's like they're a filmmaker at home. We all kind of dem- democratize everything because we're all equal, right? We all just have like our iPhones and whatever, maybe our DSLR at home and our families, and that's who we're shooting with, and those are our resources, and we were kind of all making the same types of like pandemic films and shorts and just mm-hmm. having time to experiment, you know, kind of that's like year one of the pandemic year two. It was like, we're going to do this, but we're going to be careful here and we can't travel there and we can't do mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but now that we're kind of returning back to, you know, yeah, year two, it was like, Oh, what if I just wrap myself in saran wrap, <laughs> but otherwise it's still the same shoe right. basically. Yeah. By the way, I think you might be the only person I know at this point <laughs> that has never had COVID. Don't hide the player. <laughs> hide the uh, but uh, so I, I do wonder if like it, there's just less filmmakers. I, I feel like, I don't know. I, it, mm-hmm. it, this is all just a, a sample size of yeah, one, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do feel like I'm hearing about more jobs in the last couple months than I, than I have. I feel like in the summer things were slow. And I think a lot of that was like the macroeconomic picture of the world and just companies not sure if they want to spend money. But I think now that they're kind of, you know, reluctantly spending some money. I, I feel like they're, it, I don't know why it just it seems like slightly less competitive. And I, mm-hmm. and I maybe, maybe think my reel is uh, not significantly better than it was a year ago. So I don't think it's like I've entered into some new echelon of, of work. You know, I think it's, mm-hmm. there's more work. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think I'm curious to see how next year goes, but on the topic of networking and on the topic of what to do in December, I think that is like, that, that's the thing when I see, Oh, I have a day off. I'm like, who can I have lunch with? Who can I call? Or, or can I just go to my favorite Starbucks in Los Feliz and see who I run into? Run into people. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing of running into people is so nice and um, I've really enjoyed lately. I'm at a point now where, and I'd love for you to weigh in on this. I've caught up with a lot of just friends, you know, just like, oh, Carlin and I went and grabbed a coffee or whatever a couple of weeks ago. And mm. Interesting. Didn't see the invite. Um, it was nice. Hi, Carlin. I hope you're listening. Um, but, you know, that, that thing of just like, oh, I'm going to talk to my like friends, the, the people I'm close with, uh, you know, about life and about business and just kind of take the temperature of like, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Like you know, how can we help each other? All of that stuff, but the personal stuff really. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've been thinking about like people who I like, but I haven't talked to in two or three years, four years, even, you know, especially the pandemic really made that wonker wonky. And, uh, I wrote, I started to write a couple of those emails and was like, gosh, how do I write this without sounding just so Thirsty. thirsty yeah yeah um i just like you know 
the check-in and it's not like I've got new work that's pertinent to them specifically because that's a different email and I feel differently about that. Um, but you know, just the like, Hey, it's been a while email. Do you have an approach for that? Do you have an in for that? Um, I'm not great at the, it's been a while, but I, I'm not bad at, Hey, I saw this thing you posted and I just want to tell Mm -hmm. you, I thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. literally, you know, um, last week my endorsement was, uh, these two videos, the Tom Cruise AFC championship promo and the teasing John Malkovich promo that were written by, uh, this writer, Billy Scafari, who I had worked with a year and a half ago or something. And I not really, I kind of ran into him cause he lives in my neighborhood, uh, apropos to what we were talking about before, but I haven't worked with him or anything. And I just like, he had posted the Tom Cruise thing on Facebook and I watched it and I just thought it was like really well done. Mm-hmm. And so I just emailed him and I just told him, Hey, I think this is amazing. And you know, we emailed back and forth a couple of times. So Mm-hmm. I didn't like say like, Hey, check out my new work or whatever. I, you know, he mm-hmm. asked me mm-hmm. what I'm up to also, but, um, it was like really natural. And then even like, you know, at your party, your Nora's birthday party, your daughter's birthday party, I ran into Bobby lamb, the DP that we both know that I haven't seen for a very long time. And we'd get him just been texting. Cause he mentioned that he shot this Disney channel movie. And then my daughter mm-hmm. and I watched it under wraps too. And then I was texting him about, I was like, Hey, I'm watching your movie, you know? And we talked mm-hmm. about, all sorts of random things, you know, over text. So I think just having a little in, but you know, holiday parties, I, I think it's like important to go because you see these people, producers, um, friends, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't always have to be people that are going to hire you all. A lot of times it's people that you might hire, you know, um, or collaborate with in some way. So I think, I don't know. I, I think it's important. I actually, I had a job a couple of weeks ago and uh, when we hired a production designer, I'd offered up a few names and production designers I like to work with. And then the producers asked them all to bid out the project, which I was not a huge fan of, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just for those of you that are listening, I don't know what that means. Like is when you go to a production designer and you say, Hey, this is what we want to shoot. Can you tell us how much that would cost? It's, and you know, that's work. It's, that's yeah, work. it's that's work. work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a lot of yeah. unpaid work, which we're used to doing, but I hate when people are asking my friends to do it for me on behalf the of the value proposition is also different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, one of the production designers, so we ended up going with one production designer, but another one that didn't get the job, I felt bad about it at the time, but I was so busy. I didn't do anything, but just like a couple of days ago, I called her and I was like, Hey, sorry about that, that thing that happened. Like, I just want you to know that like, you're awesome. And like, we were very excited that you were mm-hmm. interested in, and this is how it ended up going. And I hope, and I talked to her for like an hour on the phone and it was totally, you know, she's like a person I work with a lot, but we don't like mm-hmm. chat. We don't go get coffee or anything. So I felt yeah. like it was just, you know, she ended the call with like, Hey, just so you know, like any, it doesn't matter the budget I'll work. I just like love working with you. So any job, you know, call mm-hmm. me. And so it just kind of opened the door to think of her even on the jobs where I feel like maybe she, she, the budget is a little small for her or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think anyone would appreciate hearing from either one of us, um, especially if it's calling them to tell them that you wanted to say hi to them or that you saw their thing. That's good. Or yeah, that's not about, Hey, check out my new thing. You know, as a, as a tiny bit of, I dare to say pushback, but it just as a, a counterpoint, maybe mm-hmm. all of those instances that you outlined 
in terms of who's giving who work, right? You're more likely to like refer that person to get work rather than you're going to hire them rather than they're going to hire you. So of course they're happy to hear from you. Whereas like a producer, a person who, you know, you're friendly with and maybe they picked you for a couple projects and maybe you didn't get picked on a couple others. There's a different layer of Well, I think the writer Billy would be emotionality. more likely to yeah. hire me than me to hire him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's, you know, producers. I just had lunch with, you know, this producer, Pastor, and I had seen some of their work recently and I talked about Did you reach out to him to get lunch? He no? happened to reach out to me just because he was like right mm-hmm. by my house. Mm-hmm. But when we talked, I wasn't, you know, I told him about my projects, but I also... You know, even the old production company that I was with, Superlative, like I see their things posted and they posted some like really incredible work recently awesome on Instagram. Stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're doing like, in, like some of the best tabletop like food stuff I've seen. And I will like, like it. I'll comment on it. You know, I'll be mm-hmm, like, who mm-hmm. shot that? You know, I, my friends at Sawhorse, like whenever they post anything, I'll, I'll talk about it, you know? Um, so I think to me, if the approach is like, hey, I like what you're doing this is awesome. It, mm-hmm. It's the equivalent of saying, Hey, I would love to do stuff like this with you, <laughs> you know, without having sure. to actually say those words. Yeah. But so I, I, I like all of this very much. Is there a scenario where you think it's appropriate to approach someone essentially out of the blue? Yeah. Oh, well, I, to be like, Oh, Hey. Yeah. So I do have a, it's been a while a story. So I, I did a couple of things for Disney channel a couple of years ago. I remember the descendants thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a, and something for their zombies franchise. And those were both through this guy, Vincent, that worked at Disney Channel doing promo stuff. And I really enjoyed it. Then COVID happened and we kind of kind of went dormant. And I was thinking like, hey, I really I really liked that. It was kind of longer mm-hmm. form um, mm-hmm. working with amazing cool actors. Work. Yeah. Cool. Funny uh, cool, kid stuff. Cool team. Yeah. yeah my yeah. daughter like knows the the actors that I'm working with, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I you know, I don't know if this, how you would do this always, but I called my friend, my pretty good friend, Ken, who works at Disney. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, does Vincent still work at, at, you know, Disney channel? Like I'd love to reconnect with him. Cause I really love that work. And I haven't heard from him for like a year. And he said, Oh, he actually doesn't, but there's a new person that, that kind of does a similar role. I'd love to introduce nice. you. Nice. Um, so uh, yeah, he actually put the ball in my court. He's like, send me an email reminding me like the stuff you did with Disney Channel and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of use it to tee me up to talk to him about you. So I, I'm doing a little bit of that stuff, but I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, honestly from our podcast, like there's a lot of great producers, Kara and Natalie and like people that we could mm-hmm. probably reach out to. I mean, they're always posting stuff online. Right. I, I it's, this isn't certainly... I, what I'm getting at is that like, I'm trying to find ways for listeners to, to reconnect with people that they've worked with in the past. But it sounds to me like basically every scenario, there is like a little bit of a short circuit that you're employing, right? Yes. But I think you need to look for the short circuits. Like I think mm -hmm. anyone that's worked with anyone, like unless they had a really bad experience together, can be like, Hey, I mm-hmm. saw you guys just posted this new car spot. It's awesome. Like, I love this shot and this shot. Like, you know, keep up the good work and have a happy But if new they year. haven't posted that work, that's what I mean. Well, then about. if they are probably not going to hire you for anything. I'm saying out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If someone's not posting about the work they're doing, they're, they're not actively 
talking to the world about like these things they have going on, what's the value of like out of the blue reaching out to them? Sure. Aside well, from just, you know, being friends. Just being friends. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Like you need to be a little more calculated you want to reach out to the production companies you're a fan of that you'd like to work with. You want to mm-hmm, reach out to mm-hmm. writers you'd want to collaborate with, you know, whatever uh, influencers, whatever your, your thing is. Agencies, sure. um, you need to reach out to people that actually have, things that you might be good for. (laughs) Otherwise stuff going on. You're just, well, and you know what, what I think is really to bring this full circle and then we can move on. Maybe the, the secret point that you're making Oren is that is the flip side, right? Like letting people know what you're doing, what you've been actively excited about sharing that work is a way of sending up the flare. Like, Hey, hit me up. Right. And those people that have gone dormant, maybe who aren't posting as regularly or whatever, they're dealing with whatever they're busy with work or they're, you know, in a development phase or whatever. And that like the people who are actively putting themselves out there are maybe the people that you should be um, hitting up and vice versa, I guess, more importantly. Yeah, I think there's if other people are putting out work and talking about jobs, then it's, that's an, it's invitation. an invitation to contact them. Mm-hmm. If that's not happening, then you, and you're making the work, then you just, you do what they're doing. You say, you mm-hmm. go to Facebook, mm-hmm. you go to Instagram, you go to TikTok, and you're like, Hey, check out this fun stuff we did behind the scenes. And then, you know, and, and follow them. Like there's zero cost to following these people, subscribe them, you know, hitting them up on social media, just, con- just linking your account so that when you post stuff, you know, hopefully if they follow you back, they'll see it. Um, so I guess that's kind of my strategy right now. Of course, like in a week from now, I'll be desperate for a job and I'll mm-hmm. be emailing everyone pictures of my kids. Oh, by the way, do you guys send, you guys send holiday cards? Are you doing that? Do you? We do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, it's on my to do list I mean, too. honestly, that's like, I think the holiday card is like a good way. You know, it's weird to send it to people you really don't know, but it's mm-hmm. for people to people yeah. you worked with and like, even with a personal note, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you printing them out and mailing them? We print them out. Like we have them printed out by someone and then we, you know, we yeah. write, yeah. can write notes on them or whatever. Um, but, uh, don't expect a note from us, Matt. Okay. You already know enough. I won't. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good time to network because people have downtime. It's like, you know, I think you want to avoid like Christmas day, but I think like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. But the week leading up to it, because there is also that thing. Yeah. Where people are winding down people, at work right, or, and leaving town. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you hit someone up and they're like, oh, it's really slow at work and I'm in town, I would love to hang out. I'd love to grab a coffee real quick. You know, that's maybe one in five people, but yeah, that's perfect. You know, yeah. Send five, five emails. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing I've been thinking about for December, um, and I'm curious your thoughts is like, you're, I'm much more of like a project by project person. Like, you know, I shot 12 Mm -hmm. commercials or whatever this year. Um, you kind of go on and off from being on staff to being freelance or whatever. But do you ever think to yourself like, well, I need to shoot this many days or make this much money or do this much per month for my Mm -hmm. year to work out. And I'm curious if you do do that, like how December plays into it, because, you know, it, it sometimes you got to divide it by yeah. 10 a little bit instead of by yeah. 12. Uh, certainly that's the case. I, uh, my system is a little bit more based off of 
percentage of the the goal that I'm trying to hit versus the percentage of the year. But, you know, I mean, I, I think you told me this a few years ago now, or maybe just last year, that like some some jobs are big money jobs and some aren't. Am I mentally prepared for December and January to be slow? Yeah, I, I think that I think honestly what's happened is that the jobs that I have booked for January are really 2022 jobs that are hitting this last the books from from this year, basically. Yeah, but you won't get paid till after you shoot them. Sure, that's true. You always hope that there'll be a, a thing or two that kind of shakes off the tree and that it will be slow. It will be slow in January and February, kind of across the board. So nor- normally I would like take a trip in January, you know, mm-hmm. then I'm just like my mind's off things. I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying the the freelance lifestyle and being able to go camping or or go on a road trip or whatever. Now that I have a kid, it's a kind of a different deal. Right. Um, but like. Now you just you have know, to go to Legoland every day. Or, you know, like uh, I'm looking forward to some, you know, repainting all of the doors in my house. <laughs> they need a coat of paint. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, just kind of some home maintenance stuff. Might I recommend know, a you project or two. watch them dry? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But the other thing that I, I think is more important is uh, it's a good time to develop that next project because that is the the lifeblood of a freelancer is, uh, and the answer to the questions that we had before, you have something to post about, whether it's a short or a new feature or whatever, um, a new pilot, get that stuff going. Because um, while everyone is at Sundance, you'll just be like writing next year's Sundance hit rather than just sad that you're not there before we started rolling i mentioned to you that i this show that i've been talking about for months uh the scripted podcast that i wrote with my friend julie uh and that we recorded and we did a proof of concept and we teamed up with temple hill on and we were pitching to audible finally the deal is finally coming to fruition and we are like signing the paperwork and my guess is at this point that you know nothing will actually start until january in terms of like dates mm-hmm. and deadlines and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I was thinking like, oh, if things are slowing down, maybe we should try to get ahead on that a little bit. You know, maybe we should mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. outlining and writing things. And, you, you call that uh, working in good faith. Right. But I feel like it's working in good faith. Which your, law- your lawyer doesn't want you to do. When the other, right. when the other party is also in on it. <laughs> you know, they haven't asked us to do anything yet. Mm-hmm. until all this stuff is done. So it really, it's not even good faith. It's like just trying to get ahead of the busyness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know you're, you're kind of up for some jobs and still negotiating and things like, do you ever think like, oh, I'll go make shot lists or I'll go pull some images or I'll find some references for a job that you haven't actually gotten yet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in it. Like the job that I'm on, it's kind of a rare thing where it hasn't officially awarded due to some kind of like technicalities basically but so the way that i draw the line is i'm used to doing work that's a bit of a wager you know right um i don't ask that work of my crew right right. so even though like i've got department heads on hold and this and that i'm not being like hey let's shot list now or let's can you start pulling samples for this or that or like locations got any of that stuff that that doesn't happen until the job is a go, basically. Right. Um, but I would say, especially when it comes to writing, mm-hmm. get on it. 
get on it. Yeah. Because, um, or I thought maybe like, I'll just start kind of reading a lot in the genre of what I'm writing just to kind of be, you know, re-inspired and stuff. Yeah, you sure do that. Start writing. The, the, this is the, maybe the best advice I've ever given you. Start <laughs> writing. Um, because he, here's the truth, right? Like most writers are writing on spec anyway. So like if the fear is that like, oh no, the deal falls apart and I'm not going to get paid for the work that I did. We were just going to fuck around anyway. You know what I mean? Sounds to me like the worst case scenario is that you become a better writer, have more material and like maybe are ahead of the game so that when you're busy pitching and developing other stuff and like trying to capitalize on the success of this incredible breakout hit podcast and also have a booming commercial career, you're not totally underwater. Right. That sounds like a worthwhile wager to me. Yeah. Or I could just keep learning better things in Blender. Sure. You you could do that too. And that, look, that there's some mental health aspects of just like noodling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and hibernating for sure. But I guess what I'm saying is like, if you logged. A couple hours a day. Five minutes a day. Yeah. Deep work, just like two, two reps of deep work. It would be worthwhile for sure. Because the problem is, is that like writing is, a, is just way harder to cram, mm-hmm. you know, like two one hour sessions over the course of two days is not the same as one day with two hours of writing. It's not the same. Which one is better? Are you saying? Two, two days of one hour sessions. Oh, because you get your like refreshed. Yeah. You're refreshed. You're thinking about things. Things are percolating, you know, like you, you finish those pages and then you walk away and then you're doing the dishes and you have an idea or, you know, like you can't, you can't cram it right in the same way. Yeah. And that's not to say you like, you should put in full days of writing if you can afford it. Right. Um, bandwidth wise and look easier said than done, but especially when you have, you do have real deadlines looming, Mm -hmm. you know, and a, a writing partner to hold you accountable. I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of like pitching back our new direction and making, you know, getting it kind of like approved before we start writing. But I, I think you're right. Like that doesn't really matter. Like worst case scenario, it's like just exercising the writing muscle and creating some kind of related pages um, and, and brainstorming to some degree too. A podcast that I talked about on the show, The Screenwriting Life, had Andrew Stanton on, you know, who wrote Finding Nemo and he has an incredible career. Now he's directing television. He directed a bunch of Stranger Things and stuff. He's, you know, a a living legend. Um, He talked about on that podcast, trying to be in the mode of strumming the guitar Mm. is what he called it. And that's like, he started as a musician when he was a young man and just like being stoned in the garage or in a bedroom like just noodling on a guitar. When you decide to write a new song, you don't sit down and say, okay, this first chord has to be the right chord and then I'll know the next chord. And then, you know, it's not mapped out perfectly. That's an insane way to write a song. Right. You just like pick up the guitar and you mess around and then eventually you hear something and you're like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And then you do that again and then you maybe put them in the same order or reverse them or whatever. You just, you're just playing. And that's how he always wants to start his screenplay process. And as, you know, kind of like busy people, results oriented people sometimes, 
we don't often indulge ourselves or, or give ourselves the chance to do that exploration. And that is what December is for. It's for strumming the guitar. Just strumming the guitar. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. But truly, I think it is valuable. If you want uh, more nuggets, you could always hop over to the Screenwriting Life. Uh, their conversation with Andy Stanton is um, filled with those great nuggets, actually. So endorsed. Maybe I will. Yeah. Well, Oren, this was great. Uh, maybe we'll talk about production companies on another podcast. Yeah. But we've got a bunch of cool stuff planned for the rest of this year. Let's hop into unpaid endorsements. Unpaid endorsements. So my first one mm-hmm. is a retraction, is an apology. Ooh, I really like Get it. Get ready, Oren. In previous episodes, you've talked about how you love to watch artsy films or just anything on an airplane. Yes. And I give you a hard time about watching a portrait of a lady on fire on uh, on an airplane. Yes. Because, you know, like, oh, they're so visually stunning. You should see them on a bigger screen. Um, You know, watch the movie. Watch whatever movie you want to watch. Like, what? why hate on a... Look, the screen's smaller. It's, like, not ideal. But also, like, watch, yeah, watch the movie. Yeah, and also your face is way closer to it. Yeah. I'm endorsing watching great films, even on an airplane. The second one, I'm endorsing the concept of coffee subscription services. So trade is a national one. You can get trade anywhere you live. I love a Los Angeles coffee club. I subscribe to both. If you kind of dial in the cadence of the amount of beans that you need relative to what you were drinking and you were just getting a pound of coffee sent to you at the right time. Yeah. That satisfaction is hard to hard to beat. You look at your hopper, you're like, oh man, I'm almost out of beans. And then there it is on your doorstep. And my last one is a travel hack. We both work remotely all the time. You know, we have to travel to different places to shoot. Uh, And so I've got my bag, my kit pretty well dialed in. I've got all of the toiletries. Basically anything I need on a trip is just already packed in my bag. So I'm ready to go. I just put my clothes in and I'm set. But like, I've got a bathing suit in there. I've got sandals in there. I got all the toiletries. Everything's good to go. Um, But the thing that I realized, the next level thing that I've added to my travel kit is an empty spray bottle. And here's why. Inevitably, you will be on a, uh, on a job where you need to like, look professional and nice you're going to go to a client dinner or you want to look good on the shoot or whatever and i like to have a little bit of a ritual where i like pull out the ironing board and you know kind of iron everything uh as part of like settling in for the night right it's just kind of like i'm trying to give myself routines because my world has been upended i don't really iron much at home but Anytime I've tried to use a hotel iron and you put the water in the iron and you try to spritz it out or whatever, mm-hmm. you just end up with a soaking wet shirt. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So bringing your own spray bottle means that you're going to release all those wrinkles. You're going to be looking great, feeling good, and you didn't spill a bunch of water all over the place. That is my, my endorsement. Kaplan, what you got? PDF Squeezer. It's an app I just... Bought on Black Friday for $5. It's usually $10. Mm. You know, we always have to squeeze our PDFs. There's a PDF shrink or shrinkpdf.com, which is great, but you can only use it like 10 times or five times in an hour. There's some limitations. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that you want to shrink a PDF is because we're making giant decks that have yeah, 85 uh, megabyte images. PDFs. They're, yeah, they're really big. Yeah, they're, we're trying to get them to and, be six megabytes. And you don't want to just send a, a Google Drive link. 
Um, if it's a if it's a Google Slide Deck, then yeah, I guess I would do that. But a lot of times, even when I send send a Google Slides Deck, they'll ask for PDF, and so I'll download mm-hmm. it, and it'll be like eighty five megabytes. But, but you don't send them like like I'm saying like a drive. Oh, like. oh no no, I would never send anyone. I find it offensive when people send me like a forty eight megabyte pre production book or something. Um, it's just like you know people are looking at these things on their phone on their you know they're out mm-hmm. on the go. They're got it. Um, yeah. I, I'd say 20 megabytes is the biggest PDF I would ever send someone, but I try to get them, which is under the threshold for, for that's, Google that's Gmail attachments. For yeah. Gmail. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, PDF squeeze. So, you know, you can use Adobe Acrobat and lets you optimize and do all the settings and everything. And it, it does cost money and it is a pain PDF squeeze. I just have it on my, in my dock on my Mac and I just drag PDFs into there and it just automatically shrinks it and puts it right next to it adds like a dash small or whatever you want to the end um and it does a pretty good job with the images and like some of my pdfs come out like 90 percent smaller with like barely a visible image quality difference um you know and we and storyboards like all these things that i'm like making like revisions on daily and i just have to keep squeezing pdfs pdf squeezer will not change your life but it'll make it slightly more convenient other thing I did today for my DGA application is uh, I had to get it notarized. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, going to notary is kind of a pain in the butt. You know, sometimes you got to go sure. to the post office or place as a notary and you have to wait in line. And it costs money and all this stuff. Um, but in, when they sent me the application, they said, by the way, we don't you can use an online notary. And I didn't even know that that existed. So I Googled mm-hmm. it. And I used one called Notarize, N-O-T-A-R-I-Z-E, notarize.com. It's just like a real notary. Yeah. Did it give you the uh, the sound effect? The test sound effect? What's the test sound effect? So in advance of like you logging on to video chat with your notary. Yeah. It will do, it'll basically give you their equivalent of room tone, but it's, um, it's a man going, notarized. It really makes me laugh. Oh man! And so when I had to get something notarized, I'm just like chuckling to myself as like you know this nice lady hops on and it's like what's what's so funny? But yeah, you get on a video chat with a notary. They ask you some questions. You send them some documents, and then you, they notarize. Twenty five bucks, and uh, yeah. it was very easy. And I never had to leave my house. And I have a notarized seal from a notary in Texas. So anyhow, notarized.com, my other endorsement. But yeah, that's it. Halfway through December, people are hey. wrapping up school and work and figuring out. About to go on vacation. Yeah. We're probably, people are flying home. We're in their ears as yeah. they're flying and they're like, dang, if I'd only heard this tip about bringing the spray bottle. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Please email us. Let us know what your December looks like. We're just shoot it pod at gmail.com. You can also find us across all social media at just shoot it pod. We'd love to hear from you. We we even got some emails about coming to our live show, which we need to plan, I guess. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be 2023. We're going to be honest with ourselves. Get ready. You can find me. I'm on Instagram at OKaplan. I posted a new thing, finally. And I'm on Twitter at SmiteyPileg. And I'm at Mr. Madenlow across all social media. This episode was edited by Noah Bayshore. Thanks, Noah. And this episode was produced by Tyler Schmall. And you're listening to music provided by the Free Music Archive and the artist, Jazar. Thanks, everyone. Oh, well, wait. Matt already stopped recording, but I did want to let people know that I uploaded 270 gigs of my 300 gig file. So almost, almost finished. 
in case you're interested. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.